is all about home construction. And here's your hosts, Terry Canel Beck and Randy Blake. That's right. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Terry. Happy Saturday, man. Happy Saturday. That's it. We're live. We're back. Thanks for listening to us here at All About Home Construction. Golly, guys. Sorry, it's gone so ah, long. Happens live. Grandson graduated. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's always a good thing. Yep. It was a long trip to Oklahoma City. Well, that happens. But you know what? Ain't nothing better than watching one graduate. Well, congratulations to him out there. I'm proud of you, man. It's been a long time since we found him on the show, so maybe next time he's in. Well, you know, not, you know he's, now he's graduating. Come spend the summer with you. No, he's his own entrepreneur now. <laughs> and uh, that's awesome, man. I got to be proud of him because he started a company for himself. He's got his own franchise. Eighteen years old. Love it, dude. Blow ground him. trampolines. Because Love you it, know, man. everything's dry out there, yep. but everything's windy. Right. Blows away. It makes sense. He got up at four thirty in the morning to start his first project. Went to his graduation rehearsal at 9.30, went back and finished it. Sweet. And then graduated that evening. Good for him. That's awesome, man. I, those underground or in-ground uh, trampolines, I, I, there's quite a few I've seen around, and uh, like up here even. And I like them. I think, you know, I think they're a little bit safer because you're, you're not four foot off the ground. I mean, I know most trampolines, or they should anyway, have those nets around them. But still, you're four foot off, and so the fact that you're – you know, if you do fall out or fall off your ground level, it's got to be safer. Well, evidently, this company here, you know, uh, has everything because they have, you can put a sump pump in it. So if it rains, it can Makes actually sense. keep yeah. it pumped out. Yep. Uh, they have a cover that goes in the bottom. So, mm-hmm. but a little different ground out there than it is here. Right. You know, they don't have the water. Well, I the one that I have seen close up, um, it was, I don't know, like a four foot hole. I don't know how deep it was, but you're about four foot deep. And um, gravel in the bottom, and then they had a, just drainage pipes coming out of two sides, which, ha- I mean, you know, it was on, it, we're up here in the mountains, so it was on a hill, obviously. Yeah. They had flattened out, and so the drainage pipes just kind of went off into the outside. So, And we got to watch tornadoes. No, you can keep that, man. And uh, it's pretty, uh, and they were filming the new uh, tornado. Twister movie. I can't <laughs> yeah. remember the name of it while we was out there. Nice. But they were north uh east of Oklahoma City and uh and I said it just won't be the same because that one guy, Bill Paxton, yeah. you know, he really yeah. made he made the movie, you know. It won't be the same unless they put a flying cow in But there, they yeah. got them steel cars out there and, and Adam and Will said that they'd uh get in the and if a storm was real real yeah. heavy that they had hydraulics that would drill down in the ground to hold the car from being picked up. Wow. And uh, there's a helicopter out there, and I'm thinking, God, what a fool. And you can watch that tornado hit the ground. And bounce. And, uh, yeah, they weren't very big. and But one of the storm-chasing cars was sitting there, and a little one come right down on top of its hood. Wow. No, thank you. It was about 30 miles from them. No, so. thank you. Well, cool. Well, all about home construction here in WATA. Again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. Give us a call, 828-262-1567. And we'd love to get you right on the air. So, Yep. Being that we've been gone for a while, you got any questions, give us a holler. That's it. Well, hey, what's been going on at the VFW lately? Uh, well, you know, I ain't, I ain't been around much. We did our breakfast. 
That's good. And uh, we got another breakfast coming up on the first Saturday of every month. Sweet. Uh, our last dinner was totally amazing. Uh, I sold the most salmon I ever sell, sold. Sweet. And our new pork chop uh, dinner went over excellent, too. It sounds very fishy. It wasn't fish. It was pork chop. No, I'm talking about the salmon. Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually it's an Asian glazed salmon that I do. Nice. And I guess I'm not a well, you know, I'm not a fish guy. Yeah. But now the pork chops, I could, uh, I could, I could eat my weight in some pork chops now. And steaks went over good. Nice. And uh, I won't be having a dinner this month because it's hay season, right? And El Nino hay season. Yeah, golly. But Memorial Day's coming up, so we'll be cooking on Memorial Day. Sweet, awesome, awesome. All right, so we had a listener give us a call uh, a couple weeks ago. When uh, we had a recorded show from when we were gone, and uh, Ruth gave us a call, and she said that she had some moss growing on her roof. And what was our thoughts, Randy? On you know they, they make we, and we we've talked about this a long time ago. They make different products that you can buy and spray on the roof. Um, but her question was, you know, is that do they really work? Do they not work? Uh, what's the best solution? Well, and it was a for what it's worth, it was just, you know asphalt shing- like regular shingles. Uh, was it? In other words, it wasn't cedars. It, it yeah. was just regular shingles. We, uh, I don't know. Golly, it's been a long time ago. But we got called in on a roof that had moss on it, and uh, and we did. You know, first thought was the type of moss it is. You know, and so we mixed a, uh, a little bit of bleach mm-hmm. and water. We didn't use straight bleach because you never use straight bleach on anything, right? You know, because it will dissolve. And then we actually sprayed it on to see what it would do. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did stun it, but it didn't kill it. Right. And But if it goes too far, this moss, is, as it starts to grow, it's actually living off the mold that is created right. on the roof. Yeah. I guess it would be a type of mold. But once it gets attached to that mold, then it starts; its roots will start going through the asphalt right. shingle itself. So yeah. once that the roots start to permeate the asphalt, then the shingle's lost. Mm-hmm. And getting back to the one we sprayed with bleach, we did something else totally different because the bleach really didn't work. And I used uh, uh, Thompson's water sealer mm-hmm. on it, and that killed it faster than anything else. And it, suffocated, I guess. That's what it did was suffocate. And, uh, but then that's when we got to replacing the We had to replace the roof. Right. Okay. And after watching it, and the roof come off in pieces about the size of a quarter because the the roots in the moss just had, broke up had just, just totally eat all the, the asphalt out of it. Mm. It wasn't nothing there but the, the filler. Oof. Oof. Well, hopefully Ruth can catch hers before it gets to that point. Yeah, and uh, but bleach helps. Uh, there are companies. There's no companies here, but there is a company in Winston Salem that does roof cleaning. Okay. And uh, uh, these black streaks you see on shingles yep. and stuff as you yep. go down the road, that is a type of mold that, that grows mm-hmm. on the asphalt. And th- this chemical that they use will clean it up. Nice. I was watching an advertisement last night on TV, and there's a company that will guarantee your roof for five years after they spray it. That's pretty cool. It's a long time. And uh, and do, and 
the advertisement that said five to fifteen because it depends on right how how fast they get on it, how old the roof is, and you know up here in the mountains, thirty year shingles are only lasting about twenty years. Yeah, yeah. We well, that's uh, pretty cool. But, well, you know, the, again, my 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 suggestion was you know you just try those. Do they make those cleaners? Um, I don't. I, you know, I don't know which ones work better than the others in terms of because I've only used one or two. But um, I know that you can do like a vinegar mix also. Yeah, because it changes the pH. And well, and vinegar kills it. vinegar is a a really good weed deterrent. Mm-hmm. But now we use vinegar, use it straight. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't yep. dilute vinegar. But it it does. They recommend you to spray vinegar in your garden before mm-hmm. you plant your garden to kill the. Kill it all out, and yeah. then mix it like five five to one. Right, you know, one water, or one vinegar, five water. Right, and it actually has a weed to turn around your plants and not hurt your plants. Yep, yep. Well, hopefully, Ruth, that'll help you out if you're listening. We appreciate that, and thanks for giving us a call. And, uh, it means a lot. So, give us a call eight two eight two six two one five six seven. And, of course, the Facebook page, Randy, we got quite a bit of people contacting us through the week throughout there. We appreciate that. And then, of course, uh, the podcast, all about home construction. Lots of people going back and listening there as well. So it's cool stuff. Cool stuff. I know we got a lot of listeners in Oklahoma City. There we go. (laughs) That's the way to be. Boulder, Colorado. Well, there you are. We'll take our first break, then we'll come back. We'll drop right back into it. Thanks for listening. Are you looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment you need to get the job done? Look no further than Blue Ridge Sawmills. We offer the full line of Hudson Sawmills and sawmill and equipment. From portable sawmills to skidding winches. At Blue Ridge Sawmills, we understand that every project is different, which is why we offer a wide range of sawmilling services. We can help you from everything from finding the right mill for your farm, hobby, or even your business. We also offer a variety of sawmilling supplies, such as blades, and debarkers so you can get everything you need in one place. If you're looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment and the service you need, then come to Blue Ridge Sawmills. We're here to help you get the job done. Call or visit our Cana, Virginia store at 276-755-3833 or our Asheboro, North Carolina location at 336-964-8304. That's right, all about home construction here on WATA. Thanks again for listening to us. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, we appreciate, you know, again, helping Ruth out. And um, while we're talking about roofs, though, let's just let's just stay on the roof. What do you think? All right. Or maybe just off the roof. Okay. Uh, all right, all right. Let's do that. So it's that time of year where spring showers, you know, and, and I know it's, it's later spring, but... We still have gotten some nasty storms, uh, you know, this time of year. And just the other day, I was out and stopped at the grocery store, and it was one of those like I had to wait ten minutes standing in you know, to go in to go in, out rather back to the car because it was just pouring down rain. Um, so this is that time of year where we think a lot about our gutters. The fall of the year and the spring of the year, I would I would argue, are the, are the two um, important seasons when it comes to gutters. Would you? What do you think? Yeah. Well, you know the fall is especially. Well, the fall is, but and uh, now it depends on your trees too. Because think about how uh, the white oak, yep, 
you know, and the uh, wild cherry blooms. There's a lot of blooms, yep. apple blooms. You know, we could. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, the the thing is, and, and we've talked, you know, in the past about gutters and different types of gutters and different, uh, you know, ways. To, Even the, the history yeah, of gutters. The history you know? of gutters, right. Um, but when we when we talk about gutters, the, the the one thing that they all have in common is the 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 way that you know that I mean they collect water. Obviously, that's the point of the gutter. So they collect anything that comes with that, right? Yep. It's on the roof. They're going to collect that too. Uh, and so gutter guards, various types, various brands, various looks, various styles. But gutter guards are the kind of the solution anyway to that problem. But as we learned, it's not a 100% fix. Right. And uh, and what I mean by that is it's because each one is a different type, but most of them work excellent as long as they're on long runs. But where they get a problem that I've seen over the years is in the corners. You know, yep. where you got a valley that comes down. Yep, yep. And the type of corners that they put on them, a lot of times they've they've got little holes in them that are little perforations, but the perforations will hold the the leaves and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's hydraulics. Looking at look at any river, right? Yep. When 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 you make a curve in the river, it's where debris piles up. So it's still it's the same same principle. Um, but. Cleaning those gutters out, and then you know, then the water the water goes down some kind of drain spout, and and when all of it collects there, that's where it also gets stopped up. Yep, and sure. Then, to, that's, where there's an elbow. Yep. yep. It, and it's generally not the first elbow that comes down; it's the second elbow. Right. You know, as it comes down the wall, there loses its speed and pressure. Yep. Um, for sure, for sure. So, the, the I guess the question is, you know, like. Are gutter guards in general like like let's just let's just broad paintbrush this? Are gutter guards effective? Are they worth the the the, the, the cost? You know, I, I can't I can't do that because I can't guess on that because we've cleaned a lot of gutters over the years mm-hmm. and I've seen each one of them fail. The right. only one I've not really seen fail was the uh, the gutter cap. Right. And uh, but where it fails is in the corners. Okay. Anywhere that has a ninety degree turn, inside turn is where it starts to clog up and allows where the water slows down it debris now to get it come in it. Right. And uh, I remember when that came out, we was at the home show in uh, I think a hundred and two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, "You got a dollar." Yeah, I've seen these. And I gave him a dollar, yeah. and he put it on it. Yep. And the water's running, and the, a dollar bill will fold up on itself. Yeah. But yep. the thing about it is when it unraveled again, it fell right off on the floor. Right. And uh, so he had a, he had something to catch the water down there, but he had leaves that would go on it and stuff, and it would move, move everything off, which it does a very good right. job. Right. Somebody spent a lot of time and energy on hydraulics, on water, on the flow, to make sure a leaf would fly off. Sure. But then again, we got one of the worst trees in the high country for gutter guards, and that's a hemlock. Well, we did. Uh, I mean, we uh, still do, but there's not as many hemlocks as there used to be. No, because hemlock needle will go through any gutter guard 
and it's pretty wild how they'll do it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing, but you know, it, it's more and more there's there's less hemlocks. Um, more and more people are pulling away from trees against the house. Yes, they are. So is that is that a result? I mean, you know, like 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 should should that factor in? Uh, yeah, I would think so. So as you, I guess what I'm saying is, as I as I buy a leaf guard uh, of some kind, depends some on kind your trees little, around right. your house. That's I would I, I would de- I would yeah. really take that into account. And I tell you another problem I've seen is uh, houses with lower pitches. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, you hear, I'm going to talk about the valley again because, especially around big trees, right? And here you got the moss starting on your roof. Yep. Okay. And now the leaves start ganging up in the valley. Yeah. And see, as that debris rots, it gets a little finer particles, mm-hmm. and it will go through the leaf guard. Right, right. And then it starts clogging, and then it starts drying, and then you got the problem. Right. Well, uh, you know, the, again, the, the the whole purpose of the of the leaf guards is to direct that precipitation uh, to the downspouts, right? To keep yep. it away from the house. Um and, you know, getting that water away is, is a big deal. And, and I think one of my concerns with the leaf, any kind of leaf gutter guard, is as that debris builds up, if it's, you know, in other words, it's screens. You, you've seen the screen type leaf guard or gutter guards. Yep. Um, as they build up stuff, you know, catch the, the stuff to go in the downspout, which is their job. But if it doesn't get rid, if it doesn't have a way to flush that off or out, it's just going to build up, and so now you've got water building up, and it's it's kind of like capping off your your gutter. It can. Uh, to give you an idea about what you're talking about, is he's talking about the stainless steel one? Yeah. And see, they're a recessed one. Okay. And uh, and their whole whole idea is to stop everything. A hemlock leaf. A white pine needle won't mm-hmm. go through them. Right. But the thing about it is, is I really think that's designed for things to dry out so the wind can blow them off. Okay. But if it doesn't, let's say you're on the north side of the house yeah. where there's more moisture yep. all the time, now it's going to start, now it's going to be counterproductive because it's going to stay on there and and rot and start covering it up so that the, they'll be useless to begin with. Right. Yeah. Well... One, you know, one of the one of the common ones in terms of, of cost um, that you see are these the mesh gutters. This like the mesh, like the wire mesh, but it's like I think it's plastic. But um, it's actually stainless steel, believe it or not. Well, there, there's yeah, there's there's some plastic ones and some stainless steel ones. But some of these mesh ones, you know, comes in a roll, you know, the twenty whatever foot oh. roll. Um, but but I've seen a lot of those because they're inexpensive compared to the others, and they're they're more of the do it yourself, right? You buy a roll yeah. at, the, at the box store. You don't really need any tools. You just go up there and you. It's made for of, five or six yeah, inch gutters. It, go in and pop it, it in and just walk away. And but, we've put a lot of that on over the years, and uh, and if you tear it up. You cut that piece out. Right. And you go get another piece and lay it, in it, yeah. and uh, and they call it the best bang for the buck. Well, but those are the ones that I worry the most about catching the debris and just holding it. It will, because I, I don't know. I, I, in my experience, they don't always sit 
flat the way they should sit. Well, they're actually not they supposed to sit flat. Well, but I mean, there's always like a hump. Yeah, that's that's what, so the leaves can yeah. blow off and stuff. Um, so I just I, I've just I've seen where they where they build up and and um, you know they, especially if you're up against the trees where, where they start to build up where they get a lot of the fall comes and you get a lot of leaves at once and you know you get a, we've all seen those storms that the, you know the, the rainstorms that come through and they knock all the the pretty leaves off in one week yeah. um, kind of things so, you know and then that's where I have it, like you see it build up and and cause problems. Well, one thing that, uh, you know, we've done a lot of metal over the years, mm-hmm. and we put everything on to manufacture specifications. Right. Even ice guards. Mm-hmm. But we've watched ice guards fail, yep. and the reason for it was the location for right, the manufacturer right. specifications. Sure. So what we did was that we made a change on ice guards. We brought them up about six inches from the bottom of the metal instead of Right. Okay, so when the the snow comes down, it jumps jumps the gutter and not tear it off yeah, the house. Yep. Okay. Well, we've also made a change on gutters. And the reason we made a change on gutters was is that, you know, we always put them up underneath the shingle or the mm-hmm. metal. Mm-hmm. So we make sure we catch everything. Right. Well, by lowering them just a little bit, you're actually saving them in a snowstorm. Because they're off and it, it gives that inch clearance. Yes. So... But when you're getting back to the, the simple ice guards with the plastic and stuff, is now it's low enough, so and it's got that hump in it, so when the leaves come off a roof, they're sitting on top of the hump, and the water can go ahead and push okay. them off. Okay? Okay. So that that's that's that fixes the problem that I have. Yeah. So um, it's just, But you got to have a guy that, that knows about stuff like this. And, right. And actually, uh, Tommy Carver... Me and him, you know, he's a gutter man. Mm-hmm. He's also mm-hmm. a metal man. I don't do gutters, but we used to do copper gutters and stuff. And uh, and we we just talked about what we learned in the the sure. last twenty years. This this was the discussions we had back in two thousand four and five on right. how to try, save people's yep. gutters and stuff. Another change we did was we got away from five inch gutters going to six inch gutters because yeah. the six inch gutter at 032 – you can darn near hang on it. Right, know? right. But it's got a four by five downspout. Yeah. Which it takes an awful you, big leaf to stop I was up getting, a that's four. What, that's you know, that's the thing and and, and and that's what the gutter guards are for is to keep keep the leaves out. And so I guess so here here's the question when when you're when you're considering new gutters. Um so you know, so so let's 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 just start it from scratch cost wise, right? And do you is it is it better to go with a larger gutter and no leaf guard or a smaller gutter and the leaf guard? Because price will probably equal closer to the same. We've uh, we've had good results with the, the six-inch gutter yeah. over the five and allowing it to uh, uh, hold up. Yep. Because it's – well, there's, now you got to watch your gutter people too because there's guys that come out and say your gutters and it's 029 aluminum. Right. And it's not as strong as O thirty two. There's a big difference. Big difference in those two two sizes. Th- thickness is thickness is aluminum. Yeah. Because you know, over the years, uh, I've seen gutters deteriorate because of the caustic reaction of something different on the roof. Sure. Sure. Well, but is that an issue as we start to get more and more PVC stuff? Probably not. 
The only thing I worry about PVC stuff is longevity. That sun eats it up. Yep. We'll take a break. We'll be right back right after this. Are you looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment you need to get the job done? Look no further than Blue Ridge Sawmills. We offer the full line of Hudson Sawmills and sawmill and equipment. From portable sawmills to skidding winches. At Blue Ridge Sawmills, we understand that every project is different, which is why we offer a wide range of sawmilling services. We can help you from everything from finding the right mill for your farm, hobby, or even your business. We also offer a variety of sawmilling supplies, such as blades, and debarkers so you can get everything you need in one place. If you're looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment and the service you need, then come to Blue Ridge Sawmills. We're here to help you get the job done. Call or visit our Cana, Virginia store at 276-755-3833 or our Asheboro, North Carolina location at 336-964-8304. construction here on WATA. Sorry about that. We have a we have a caller on the air and if I can press the right key here, we'll uh we'll, we'll get we'll get him on. Uh, uh good morning, caller. You're on the air. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Terry. It's Matt. Yeah, thanks um, for uh thanks for giving us a call. Well, I I I I've had a, a repeat project here as a as a do it yourselfer that I'm kind of getting tired of doing and Maybe I thought I'd ask you guys for some advice. You know, when we built the house, we built the house about 20 years ago. Um, we had a we had a traditional tank water heater, right? Uh, electric tank right. water heater. It was kind of a low boy, and it was uh, it, it, the house was modular. You know, we finished the second story, but um, they actually encased the water heater behind the knee wall under the stairwell and we actually had to cut studs to make enough room to get the thing out when the thing started to leak it was it was kind of bad but you know i opted after that water heater failed to put in one of those instant electric hot water heaters and you know, it took like a 60 amp circuit and we put all of that in and uh i'll tell you what it, i think that was maybe 12 years ago and we've had to replace it four or five times it just seems like the elements in those things don't don't last very well now, is it electric or gas it's an up here thing i don't know if it's because the the water in boone is corrosive or it's just because i had four teenagers and we go through more water through one of those things than 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 most people would but you know i'm just trying to think you know in the long term i we we have we have problems when we when we use a decent volume of water in the winter with it not getting hot enough and uh, you know, I, I, I've thought about putting a bigger one in, but they get pretty expensive now. And you know, should I? I just wondered if you guys had heard about you know have experience with these things. Are, are there brands that last longer than other ones? Do they? Uh, should we consider going with a gas one? We have propane to the house. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on on 
instant water heaters. Well, let's let's start over when you bought it, okay? Because they make two different styles for forty-five degrees and greater water te- ground temperature or forty-five degrees and below, okay? Okay. Um, most people don't know that, so when you go f- to buy instant hot water heaters, you make sure you the gr- that you buy the one for the lower ground temperature, okay? A lot of these okay. u- a lot of these units fail because of uh, particulates in your water, okay? Even though you might have a whole house water filter on that, when you change that water filter, they'll get some particulates in the system all along, okay? Well, that generally will clog up those filters on those hot water on demand units. And uh, so that is, uh, uh, that's something you have to watch. Now, what we, we had a class in uh in 2008 or 2009 you know being i'm a green certified builder and everything and they were actually trying to get us away from hot water on demand because of those issues right there right and going with a in-house demand hot water heater that electric that was super insulated okay Mm -hmm. but you can't always do that because like your hot water heaters under the stairs and you got to have a low boy now, with your electric hot water heater, it's a lot smaller unit than a regular hot water heater. So what we we do, if the, the customer's dead set that they got to have hot water on demand, we'll actually take a small, teeny 30-gallon hot water heater and put in front of it. Electric. Electric. Yeah. Okay. And so here we have we have a whole house filter. Then we have this little 30-gallon hot water heater. And then it goes into the hot water on demand. And believe it or not, we've had one out there running now for nearly uh, 15 years. Now, the the small hot water heater, is it is it cranked to the normal temperature? No, it's not even turned on. That's what actually, I was wondering. It's, actually, it's set to turn on when you need more water on demand. Yeah. But the unit that we bought uh, was enabled us to run four showers and a dishwasher at one time. So essentially, it's just a holding tank, and that's it. So when the well, and it's a sediment catch. That's yeah. exactly what that, that that's yeah. what I used it for was the sediment catch, and that hot water unit has never failed in all these years. So you're you're a genius. Um, no, just think yeah. a lot about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when 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 this thing fails, you know, I, it's like a it's one of the little ream Artex 14s or whatever, and and it, you know it's. With the low flow water and shower heads, we've been able to run a couple showers at the same time, or run the run the dishwasher in a shower, or the sink in a shower. But um, you know, when one fails, I, when I replaced that water heater, I got a whole closet to myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it was nice to to get that space back, and um, so I, I really don't want to go back to. You know, I could put something small in there; that'd be good. But when one of these things fails. You know, until recently they've been so cheap, but I just, you know, I just take it off the wall and buy another one and stick it up there. Um, but I've, you know, when when it happens, I've measured across the, you know, measured the the homage across the elements, and and they they're electrically failing. And, and yeah. the last time one failed, one of the elements uh, corroded and it started to leak. Oof. And um, so I, you know, it's I just I just it just seems like they haven't been very durable. And uh, I like the idea of putting something in there just to catch sediment. Sure. To, and that's generally what gets them is the sediment. Yeah. And, it makes uh, sense. Yeah. I mean, it's 
Uh, yeah. uh, I know we've had lots of sediment through the years because, you know, we, we have the, the sediment screens on the faucets and whatnot. And a lot of that got fixed when we, when we did some work on the well a few years ago. But we, you know, and we have a whole house filter, but you're right. You know, when you change the filter, it stirs it up a little bit and there's a little bit of sediment that gets out. And uh, it's, I, I, I appreciate your advice. That's good advice. Well, you know who actually helped me out? Not not putting the electric one in front of it, but that was my idea. Well, was Blue Ridge Energies when I went and talked to them about the different types of hot water on demand units, and uh, they seemed, you know, they really helped me because they're the ones that taught me about the ground temperature units on what you what you wanted to accomplish with them. Right. You know, because we are here in the mountains, and it depends on how deep your well is as to to how cool your water is. Well, see, and, and I never really thought about the difference. I mean, it makes total sense, but I never really thought about the difference in um, two different... In other words, playing that equation into it. You know, the, I didn't think about the fact that there's two different heaters, which makes total sense because if you're on off the mountain, you know, at the beach on uh, some kind of water systems, you know, city, town water, uh, you're not going to have this cold water that we get. Coming out well, now. so your water could yeah. be coming through at sixty-five what, degrees. Yeah. See, yeah. where totally. uh, we drilled did, did my son's well, and the well was at eleven hundred feet down, yeah. and that water was so cold that it'd make your front teeth hurt. <laughs> but here, here's yeah, yeah makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's you know I think the, the water here we, when we built the house we teed off of the water line to the neighbor's house. You know we have a shared well and there. There at one point were four houses on another three, but uh, you know we 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 did everything that we were supposed to do as far as burying our line, you know, under uh, as deep it was supposed to go, you know, for for the for the frost line and all that. But I tell you, in the summer, the incoming temperature of the water in the house is is almost five degrees warmer than it is in the dead of winter. It's yeah. Uh, the well is, I want to say maybe a hundred and maybe a hundred yards, hundred and twenty yards down the street, and uh, I think that it runs through the ground near the surface long enough that it, it has a significant influence on the temperature of the water. You know how how warm the ground is. Yeah, we're uh, our three foot underground. We're right at fifty seven degrees ground temp. So. That's cool. Well, the the good news for you is um, you, you've got a kid that's getting ready to head off to, to graduate and you know, one one less kid around. So you're going to have a lot more hot water, buddy. That, that's true. We'll be down to one. <laughs> well, that works no, till, we they all, <laughs> till they all come back home with youngins. <laughs> uh, and so. we, uh, we built this little 15, it's cute as a button. We built this 1,500 square foot Cape Cod here on the edge of Boone. You know, years ago, I guess almost 20 years ago now, and uh, and you know we knew it was going to be tight with with all these kids we have, but now that they're leaving, we don't have too much house to take care of. You know what I mean? Love it, love it. Well, awesome. Well, hopefully that works out for you. Um, I, I keep keep us informed. I'm curious to see what you end up doing. Yeah. Well, so so you're saying you don't even turn on that 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 tank water heater that you we on. now we we have it plumbed in and everything. And we have it wired in, you know, for emergency cases. Right. And, uh, well, I still have the circuit there from when I had the tank. And because uh, this house that we did in Fleetwood over here, believe it or not, you wouldn't think it, but it's a seven-bedroom house. 
and they have a quite large family. And so when you get a lot of them uh, getting ready to take a shower, that actually works as your precharge for your yep. hot water on demand. So you just go flip it on. Yep. At, you know, when, when you got when you got big family coming in. So in Matt, Matt's case, when, when the kids come back from college and stuff, and uh, flip it on at one night, yeah. precharge, and then turn it back off. When yeah, you, and then when everybody's showers. gone, you turn it back yeah. on. Uh, that makes sense. The, uh, you know, Blue Ridge Energies had the Vaughn hot water heater for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as long as you lived in Watauga County, it was $358 for the unit. Um, mine is going on, I don't know, 23 years old. Yeah. And uh, I put it on a timer. So it came on at 6 o'clock in the morning, went off at 9 in the, in the morning. Right. Come back on at 4 and went off as, at, at 8. But you know what? During the daytime, you could do a shower with it, and it totally off. That's yeah. how much heat it held. So, but then they got rid of it, and it. And I tried to run one down a few years ago because somebody's failed, and golly, it's fifteen hundred dollars for mm. it. Wow. Well, yeah. This last time, this last time the water heater failed. It always happens this way. It's always at the most inconvenient time, right? It, yep. Uh, it was Saturday morning of Easter weekend. And, you know, we're, we're pretty involved at church, and I've got to sing the vigil mass over at St. Eve and all that. And, and I looked, and the, we have, we have the 60-amp the variety of, the, of the, the Ream tankless hot water heater. And Lowe's and Home Depot and, and the local suppliers, nobody in North Carolina carries that anymore. It's gone. And for some reason, the big box stores, they stock it in Tennessee and Virginia, but they don't stock it in North Carolina and so I ordered one online and knew it was going to come in, you know, Tuesday morning. And we, we were just resigned to going to church or going to the scout hut or wherever to take showers for a couple of days and, and deal with it. And then Tuesday came along and they shipped me the wrong water heater. <laughs> oh. uh, and and I, I Googled for it again and I figured out that the Lowe's and Home Depot had it up in, up in Abingdon. And Amber and I were just, I mean, cost, cost, cost aside, we just wanted hot water that night. Yep, we yep. went and jumped in the airplane and flew up to Abington and borrowed a car and yeah. got the water heater and flew back. Wow. <laughs> that was a $200 surcharge on that water heater, I'm wow. sure. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I just, I just want something that's a little more durable so I don't have to replace it sure. too often. And, uh, you know, maybe not having as many kids around will help it a little bit. Too. There you go. There you go. Well, it will after a while. But you know what? They all come back, <laughs> you know. And uh, and when they all come back, they generally come don't come by themselves. they got the wives and the yep. grandchildren. So, you know, times are going to get a little better for you. So get, go ahead and put that 30-gallon pre-charge in front of <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to grandkids. I hope that happens. That's someday. it, man. Hey, no. there ain't nothing better. Like I said, my oldest and graduated last week and then the youngest grandchild's five-year-old so i just hope i can live long enough to watch him graduate i'm i'm excited too this year that you know the covid the covid stuff is over and the kids are getting the the ceremony and 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 tradition and pomp and circumstance that they deserve that's it definitely well uh tell uh tell yours congratulations it's uh it's it's cool to see her uh, graduate there so. Your daughter is senior. She's not a senior. Uh, no, I've got Megan's got one more year. So um, she's uh, yeah. she's the gunnery sergeant, right? 
Uh, that's right. Yeah, moved on up in the in the ROTC JROTC world. So, Gunnery Sergeant Ganell Beck. There we They're go, like, man. That has, has a ring to it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Uh, well, Matt, thanks again, man. And uh, yeah, hey, good luck. We'll see you at graduation. All right, we will. Thanks, Terry. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks. For thanks, the call. buddy. Thanks a lot. Let's take a little break. We'll come right back. Thanks for calling, Matt. We appreciate it. Are you looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment you need to get the job done? Look no further than Blue Ridge Sawmills. We offer the full line of Hudson Sawmills and sawmill and equipment. From portable sawmills to skidding winches. At Blue Ridge Sawmills, we understand that every project is different, which is why we offer a wide range of sawmilling services. We can help you from everything from finding the right mill for your farm, hobby, or even your business. We also offer a variety of sawmilling supplies, such as blades, and debarkers so you can get everything you need in one place. If you're looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment and the service you need, then come to Blue Ridge Sawmills. We're here to help you get the job done. Call or visit our Cana, Virginia store at 276-755-3833 or our Asheboro, North Carolina location at 336-964-8304. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. Again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. Matt, thank you. Ruth, thanks for calling last uh, week or so ago. Uh, we appreciate all of you out there. And uh, hey, that's what we're here for. It's fun. We uh, we like to get get uh, get get these different questions. It's always fun to test our brains and make us think about things too. So cool oh, stuff. Yeah. Cool well. stuff. So. Um, well, going back as we finish up here in the last couple of minutes about the leaf guards. So essentially, there's uh, what five different types, if you will. Now, now, I'm not talking about brand names. I'm talking about styles. Uh, there's really five different types of gutter guards out there. Um, there's a screen, the micro mesh, the reverse curve, which is like uh, the, the the surface tension gutter guards. There's a brush gutter guard and there's a foam gutter guards. Yep. Um, Screens we we've sort of talked about screens I guess are sort of the one of the one of the first type it's one of the easiest in terms of of DIY install yourself uh, a lot of times it'll it'll be some kind of plastic now nowadays I think they on the screens they've they've shifted more towards plastic um, well your better ones are stainless steel. right then then like I told you about a Merrimax they have aluminum one yep yep and uh, so but the screens will have to be clean yeah. Okay, because if it's like uh, the the picture that they're showing mm-hmm. is uh, where leaves and sticks and stuff have, have actually started to, to deteriorate, so they they hold dampness and they're sitting on the gutter guard. They won't come off. Right. But if they never go through the hole, and you, I guess you get a toad strangler like I watched out there in right. Oklahoma City. It yeah. definitely wash them out. Well. Move, moving along from the screens is with technology now. There's there's these micro mesh, which are similar to the screens, I guess. Yeah. Well, the micro mesh is so fine that, that uh, the hemlock needle or a white pine needle won't slide through. Them. Right. Well, that that's the advantage to those, right? Is that they got these small holes that blocks those, you know, the 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 
the twigs, the pine needles, the the leaves, the debris. Um, but they will stick in it. Right. They won't go through it, but they'll stick in it, and, it, and eventually what will happen is that little point will break off, and now you've got that down inside, and that's part of the debris. <coughs> but yes, you do have to go back and clean every gutter out there. Yeah. Um, typically, they're made from different materials. Again, stainless steel or, or plastic. Um, aluminum. Yeah, aluminum. They require a little more occasional cleaning, I think, than than the the screens because they're that fine matte mesh is collecting that debris and it, it's yep. it's got to get off somehow. Um, now, like you said, yes, rain occasionally will wash it off, wind will take it off, but um, it it doesn't always get everything. And and we all know it once it, if it sets up there for a few days and. That's when the mold stuff starts again, then, and then it just just compounds that yep. that issue. And uh, let me say something about gutter guards. Okay, if you don't have drip hedges on your house, mm-hmm. do not put gutter guards on. Why is that? Because if you put a gutter guard on, and the debris comes down and sets on top of it, now nah, in the winter, up. in yes. the winter time when it's gonna ice up and stuff and the snow starts to melt it's going to push it past your facial board down into your soffit mm. which eventually can lead to getting into Bad your wall yeah. so for most y'all diy people north carolina does recognize drip edge on all shingle installations okay yes, yes. and uh, it's required right it's required that's right um, another thing it's required is uh a rake trim or rake shingle all the way around the whole house. Okay. Okay. Up the rakes, along yep, the yep, bottoms yep. and stuff. And there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is to keep everything an inch and a half away from your facial board. All right. Yeah. So, see, a lot of these leaf guards, too, will not work without the drip edge hanging over three quarters of an inch sure. and without the shingle hanging over the three quarters. Because inch. now they're building up. And, they, they, uh, they catch it and they build it up. And I showed uh, Terry a picture from an aluminum gutter guard from a Merrimax, and it shows the hump in it about three-quarters, uh, no, about an inch out, and that hump is to make sure that leaves don't come back against the back yeah. of your gutter into your facial board. Right, and that's that's my big concern with gutter guards in general. Um, last minute here we have, uh, what, what about the... the the little mesh caps that fit over the drain spout part of the gutter. They weren't great. Great idea. The only problem is is they'll they continuously get clogged. Build up. Yeah. And uh but don't put them in. Yeah. Every house we've ever seen that, that had them, the debris was three inches deep in it. It gets yeah, it, you're gonna have to clean that out so much and, and, and let's face it, we all get lazy if we don't do it. Yep. Or you know what? Like the commercial says, how many's worried about getting hurt cleaning their gutters? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's a whole other issue we hadn't even talked about. So. Well, thanks again for listening to us. It's been a fun show. Thanks, Matt, for calling. Thanks, Ruth, for calling. And now all the listeners out there, check us out on the on the podcast, All About Home Construction. We appreciate you there and uh, so much. Thanks a lot. Randy, I guess, uh, happy Armed Forces Day. And we will talk to you again next week for Memorial Day. Yep. Sound good, man. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast all about home construction. Our show 
airs live on WATA Radio in Boone, North Carolina every Saturday morning. Check out our Facebook page, All About Home Construction. Leave your tips and comments there. Also, subscribe, like, and share this with a friend.